episode of But Have You Heard About? I am your host, Courtney, and today, I, as always, for our Conspiracy Theory Monday Spooky Edition, I'm joined by my lovely husband, Matt. Hello. So today, we're going to do not necessarily a conspiracy theory, but I want to piggyback off of the seances that we did with the Fox sisters okay. and talk about somebody who definitely tried to debunk seances. That is someone super famous and popular, and his name is Harry Houdini. Cool. Did you know that Houdini was super into exposing seances and mediums? No. Because he said it's basically like magic. He's obviously one of the, I would say, one of the best escape artists in the history of escape artists. Yeah, he's renowned at least. And basically his whole life, he went around debunking spiritualists Mm -hmm. and people that tried to be mediums. But there is actually a specific case that I kind of want to talk about and this friendship that he had that definitely soured after he was like, yeah, no, you're all lying. So just some background for those that are not as familiar with Harry Houdini. He was born Eric Weiss in 1874 in Hungary. And obviously he is best known for his escaped acts, but he was also a staunch debunker of spiritualism. Wait, his name name not even Harry? His stage name is Harry Houdini. And when he got married, his wife changed her name to Bess Houdini. So the friendship that I want to kind of highlight would be the one with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Do you know who that is? Conan Doyle sounds familiar. Right? It should sound familiar because he was the inventor of the most logical fictional character, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah, there you go. But he was a huge believer in mysticisms or things like that that are seances. And he believed that his son Kingsley, who died of war wounds after World War I, was able to reach out to him through a seance. He swore that there was contact made. Mm. Like we talked with the Fox sisters after the Civil War, people were very much like, I want to talk to my loved ones that passed away. Right. The Great War, World War I, of course, people in Europe were like, hell yeah, let's talk to our dead relatives. Well, Harry Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle were pen pals. Harry Houdini happened to go to England to go perform some shows. And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was like, hey, why don't you come over for lunch? We have lunch around one. Just come over, see what's up, and we'll just have lunch. So on April 14th, 1920, Houdini dined with Conan Doyle, his wife, Jean, and their three children. And basically Houdini entertained the children with his magic tricks. Right. And then they had lunch. And because Houdini is a nice, wonderful guest, he did not staunchly say your seances and this mysticism that you're talking about. It's baloney. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're a good house guest, you're not going to do that. So, Jean and Conan Doyle both told Houdini they had contacted relatives, as well as almost having, like, these face-to-face meetings, in a sense, where they were talking to their relative through a medium. And because of this, they were like, look, your mother passed away. You should try to contact her to contact other relatives. Houdini, again, being a good guest, was like, okay, I'll... (laughs) Entertain the idea. I'll entertain this. So, Conan Doyle recommended Annie Britton for Houdini and Bess to go visit while they were in London. They went and literally Houdini was just like, she just talked a lot. She did a lot of what what magicians do when they- Misdirection. Misdirection and you're just talking and you're saying generalization of things. And him and his wife left unimpressed. It's like doing magic to a magician. It's like, doi. Yeah. (laughs) You're not fooling me. Exactly. So Houdini after this, like he kept up his correspondence with um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And he would go around to seances and he would dress up in a disguise and pretending to be someone different. And they go, Houdini? Yes. And he'd be like, ha, you're a fake. That's hilarious. <laughs> he's the best. Like he would pretend to put on this persona that he's trying to reach out to like his dead sister sometimes or a child that had passed away. And they'd be like, no, I have none. It's me, Houdini. I've tricked you. Let's... <laughs> and I find it hilarious because. Everything people... I just said was bullshit. And you, you believed, believed me. it. 
Yeah, so he just had fun with it. I mean, that's one way of doing it, which is hysterical. You know, not yeah. I'm not going to try to debate with these idiots. And call them out in yeah. the best way possible by during, exposing them. During their thing. Yeah, exactly. Just like a magician would... Not that a magician would, but a magician could call out another magician. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a magician's code. Yeah. But they're doing it for the fact of entertaining people, not to... It's purposeful illusion as opposed to you're trying to... Well, there's the argument that people are like closure and that stuff. Now, they're doing a service, but it's like, eh, I don't buy that. But you're getting paid for this service that is obviously fake. Yeah, it's deceptive. Intentionally being deceptive. But if I'm going to a magic show, I want to see... Magical feats. I know they're trying. I know they're tricking me. I just don't know how they're tricking me, and that's the fun part. Yeah, that literally is the fun part because you want to see things, and even like when it comes to watching animals do tricks, you yeah. know that they were trained to do that, right? And it's still entertaining. Yeah, but you're like, that's still so cool. I'm not being entertained when someone tells me that. Oh yeah, you're dead mom says hi or whatever and it's like she wants to make sure you're washing behind your ears still yeah it's just weird that's just weird but it's also weird when someone that's passed is also going to casually come back and be like oh hey you might die early like early on in your life like how do you know that you're supposed to be in quote-unquote heaven whatever anyways let's fast forward a couple years to 1922 when conan doyle and his wife decided they were going to go visit new york and again houdini and him were still amicable pen pals right still you know keeping up on this trip Houdini invited Conan Doyle to go to a magic show where he was going to basically have other magicians and himself show how spiritualism was faked. Mm. And Conan Doyle got all mad. He's like, how dare you? This is horrible. I'm a believer. You shouldn't be making fun of this. And then he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we won't do that because you're my friend. You know, you did write Sherlock Holmes, right. who is the most logical fictional character ever, but yet you believe in mysticism. Yeah, but it is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, like that whole part itself. Like, I think that would be a fun thing just to pick apart. Conan Doyle winds up going to this magic, this like magic gather. It's not magic the gathering, but a gathering, <laughs> but this yearly magician's gathering mm-hmm. in New York. And he premieres this video that he says is going to inspire people. Basically, he was showing footage of what looked like a scene from his book, The Lost World, okay. which had dinosaurs. Right. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, like he's showing this movie and he's like, it's not psychic, but it'll feel riveting, whatever. He's a storyteller and he yeah. got... A movie part to look like dinosaurs. Anyways, on the strip, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Gene go to Atlantic City out in Jersey. You know, back during Boardwalk Empire time. When it's mm-hmm. nice. So Gene's like, I'll go visit you guys. And when he shows up, Conan Doyle's like, look, my wife, Gene, she's now a medium. And Houdini's just like, what? <laughs> and they're like, look, we want to do a seance because she has a feeling for you. And Houdini, he seems like the coolest person that would never tell you that you're wrong to your face until you push him past the limit. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of rolling over for these guys and they're just pen pals. It's like, it's not like they're childhood friends or anything like that. But it's like, I'm excusing but this ridiculousness. If you're friends with a celebrity. Yeah, I guess that's true. You want to maintain your celebrity. They're both celebrities. Yeah. Maybe they had other stuff in common. Right. Uh, but Conan Doyle's over here pushing the seances. Right, like they're like the same... Uh, the same, like maybe they like horse racing, I don't know. Right, they like the same hobbies, or the same uh, type of books or whatever. But then you find out one of them's like a Nazi. It's like, hmm. Mm, yeah, I don't know if that's excusable. Can't, can't be friends no more. Yeah. So they decided they wanted to do another seance for Houdini through mm-hmm. Gene. It's on June 17th, I believe. This date's important. They have a seance. And Jean over here is just feeling that somebody's riding through her. Supposedly, it's Houdini's mom. Oh, God, no. Too far. They, they push it too far, in my opinion. And she's writing on the stuff about how, you know, she's in heaven and 
everything's wonderful and great, blah, blah, blah. But when it's all said and done, they're like, oh, you must now be, be a believer, Houdini. Your mom contacted. And he's like, no, she right. doesn't speak English, let alone could she write English because Jean is writing this out right. that she's supposedly being, that she's seen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's, she only speaks German. Right. So how is she doing that? And why are there crosses on the top of these papers that you're saying supposedly she put like a Jesus cross? Right. When she's not Christian. She's a Jew. Right. And he was like, this, this is impossible. And yeah. so basically their relationship soured. Maybe they just had like this feeling or whatever. It definitely wasn't his mom. Like he was so distraught when his mother passed. He would just go and stare at her grave and talk to her like she was there. And so if he could have made contact with her, he would have loved to. But he knew that this was fake because it was her birthday on June 17th. And he was like, why didn't she say anything about the date? Right. And they were like, well, you know, people in the heavenly, you know, presence or whatever don't have any use for earthly calendars. And there's like, so? Right. So Houdini never straight up called them out. He remained skeptical. He didn't believe that they were frauds, but that they were simply self-deluded. He continued to debunk seances up until basically he died. And the two old friends eventually drifted apart. Conan Doyle called Houdini a very conceited, self-opinionated man. And Houdini called Conan Doyle a bit senile and easily bamboozled. It would be the ultimate fuck you is if uh, Houdini came back as a ghost and was like fucking with him. (laughs) Wait, so hold on. That's part of this. No, no. But not in that way. In October of 1926, Mm -hmm. on the 31st, Houdini dies. I know. On Halloween? Yes. Okay, that's creepy. Well, it's Houdini, so he lives his best life. Well, he and his wife had already come up with a phrase before he passed away saying, hey, to know if we're talking to each other, this is the phrase you're going to. the spiritual world, right? To see if the spiritual world is real, this is the phrase we're going to use. For years, so for I think until 1943 when Bess passed away, Mm -hmm. she did a seance on the day he passed every year on Halloween. To see if he would say the secret phrase. Right. Never. Mm-hmm. Well, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, over here, after Houdini died, six years, or four years after the whole seance that didn't go well in Atlantic City. Who the mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, his mom reached out again and said that he was going to die soon, but because we were good friends, we didn't want to tell him. And I'm like, what the fuck? So... The whole reason um, that Houdini died was because he was going to do a trick. Well, a college student said, hey... Uh, you like, you know, if somebody hits you and the stump, you can take any punch. And Houdini's like, yeah. But before Houdini could brace himself, this kid, college kid, just sucker punches him in the gut. Because people are dicks. Yeah, what a dick. Basically, Houdini never doesn't go on stage. He always goes on. The show must go on. Houdini is like the ultimate showman. And because of his performance, he went on that night and he should not have on the 31st. And he should have gone to a hospital. Because it was like, a guy sucker punching him? Because he, like, he had internal bleeding. Oh, wow. Yikes. Yeah. Some guy just freaking decked this dude then. Yeah. So, anyways, the moral of the story is seances, if you feel like seances are real, you need to have special code words with your family to be like, hey. So this code word never came up, I, I would imagine. Never. Yeah. And there are still people who try to do seances on Houdini's birthday at his grave. Did, like, show uh, yourself, Houdini. Tell us the secret password. Yeah. But obviously... If Houdini didn't do it to his wife in the years after Why his death. Talk, right. Why would he talk to any old schmuck that walks into his grave? Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, he was in like his, what, mid-50s, I think, when he passed. Because it was 1926 and he was born in 74. Mm. Yeah. So he was in like 50s. Math is hard for me. And I could just see, even if spiritualism was real and all that nonsense, 
uh, I can totally see go- the Houdini ghost of Houdini just being like, I'm not going to do it just to prove you wrong. <laughs> exactly. But I also think that he would have, at least for his wife's sake, he would have reached out to That's her. That's a good point. Yeah. Because again, he died early. So you'd want to be there for maybe your- he Maybe she did. And she just never talked about it because it's like, I don't want to prove these assholes. Right. This is also true, but we also don't have as many seances in like modern times. No. Because who we, cares about that? No one cares about that. That's not a. It's not a an entertainment form of entertainment that people care about anymore. Yes, I think there are there is still a market for it, but yeah. it's not as prevalent as. I think the people that are the seances, quote unquote, now are just like crazy evangelicals that are just no. cashing in. No, because you have you have psychics. Miss Cleo is but technically a medium, and she would thing. technically be a seance. Psychics is a whole other episode. We don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that there's definitely still this phenomenon. Yeah, I still it. think it's baloney. Well, yeah, I'm not going to say that it's not. So this is our second to last spooky conspiracy theory episode. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. As always, have a spooktacular rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.